Hey guys, welcome to Right Way, a podcast where we give you insight to make informed decisions about your writing career. I'm your host, Rhea Fry, multi-published author and CEO and founder of Right Way. And I'm Joe Tower, writer, media producer, and Right Way's executive editor. On this podcast, Rhea and I will take an inside look at the publishing industry with honest and straightforward shop talk. So when you do get published, you'll know exactly what to do the right way. This is a Soul Fire production. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Right Way. Um, and we are once again back with you um, this week talking about some more intense on-the-road-to-publishing kind of shit. Um, and this is actually like a big, huge one. This is kind of like, Rhea, would you agree, like a little bit of a, not a, like a key to the kingdom kind of episode where, and it's a big thing where a lot of people, you might be making some mistakes that you don't even realize you're making. And there might be some stuff that you haven't thought to do yet that you need to be doing today. We are talking about the query letter. Yes. The do's and don'ts of writing and pitching a query letter to be exact. You know, we get clients as as part of our services for clients we've mentioned before but we pitch to literary agents on our clients behalf and that doesn't mean that the client sits back and does nothing uh but we really like to kind of guide a writer through how to construct a query letter how to research the right agents to send to how to pitch and how to pitch in a way where you get responses where you actually hear back and one thing that's been so cool to see when I pitch our nonfiction clients to this arsenal of agents, we start with five and we, we continue, you know, until, until we get a yes. But like just today I sent out a client's proposal that was ready. I sent out five query letters. So we worked on her query letter together. She edited it. I proofed it. You know, we had the sign off. I sent it off and within five minutes, we got five requests for her proposal. So all five requested their proposal oh, within five minutes of sending. And I mean, if if you're a writer who's listening to this um, and you've actually ever pitched anything, you know how rare that actually is. Usually, I mean, it's like, like never happens. <laughs> no, it never happens. And I mean, and sometimes I get writers all the time that are like, uh, I, I pitched six months ago. Like, <laughs> should I... Write that off as a no. And yes, that's definitely a no. So (laughs) today we are going to go through some common do's and don'ts of writing a query letter. These are actually some of these points are amassed from literary agents themselves. Uh, Again, I did another panel and really they I had them go through their most common do's and the definite don'ts for writing a query letter and being pitched. So we're going to get right into it. Yeah. And this is, I mean, this is important because this is the intro to the intro and I, you know, we'll, we'll sort of talk about it after we go through this, but there's a lot of do's and don'ts here that are applicable to if you're whatever you're pitching, maybe you're pitching a story idea, profile, uh, interview, something to be published, anything to be published. This is a way to kind of like make your mark on an editor before they even get to, uh, the actual pitch itself. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's huge no matter. Yeah, maybe you are pitching directly to an editor or you're pitching to an agent or you're pitching something else entirely. These tools really do kind of um, cross 
well crossbreed that's not really a thing but i'm gonna say that it is <laughs> i like the sound of it, it i've been on the phone scientific. all day like, it sounded scientific, scientific yeah okay. I'm, I'm i'm a little brain dead today so <laughs> pardon me all right so the first do and this one's pretty simple but do have your pitch or query letter match the tone of your book which seems kind of obvious but this is the same principle is when we're writing a book proposal. We want your proposal to match the tone of your book and you want your query letter to match the tone. So if your book is comedic, quirky, light, fun, humorous, then your query letter should be the same. If your book is really heartfelt, make the pitch really heartfelt. You want to connect to an agent and make them feel something. And something an agent actually said about this, and I love it, is... If you don't do that, if you don't set the tone early, all you are getting is data and not a voice. So I think that's just great to remember as a writer. Yeah, like your voice is intrinsically yours and to make sure that it's coming through in that pitch so they get a sense of who you are right off the bat. That's great. Um, uh, Also do uh, show the agent that you're querying, that you've read their agent page and understand what they're looking for. Now, this refers to a number of different things. I can't tell you how many times um, I've had writers or clients who are uh, maybe pitching a profile or a story and like editor or agent, they spell the name wrong. They get the name wrong. Um, that's huge. So make sure that you, you're very clear about who you're addressing the letter to. And also in particular, uh, with agents, understand what they're looking for. If you, if, you know, don't pitch an agent, uh, uh, on, you know, an, uh, entrepreneur, a book about entrepreneurship when all they're looking for is self-help, check out that page, make sure you do all of your homework, do your research. Um, so you're not, you don't want to waste anybody's time. Um, certainly not with, with things like this. And, you know, it, an agent reads a query letter like that. And the moment they see that you have no idea who they are, your query letter and, uh, you know, any hope of your proposal getting under their eyes is going in the trash. Absolutely. And same for, for fiction. Um, actually several of the agents on the call were like, uh, I can't tell you how many times I get, you know, queries for sci-fi novels when I literally have never read a sci-fi book in my life. So it takes five minutes to go to that agent's website to look up what they are looking for. Usually agents will have what I'm currently, you know, what I'm currently seeking, what I'm currently looking for, pay attention to the genre pay attention to the other authors that they represent, look up their books, see if you fit in that wheelhouse. And even if it's an agent that you want and it's your dream agent, if it doesn't fit your book, then do not submit. I I can't say that enough. Yeah. You can't, you can't pitch an agent based on their name or their reputation. Uh, You have to, you have to, you have to match your manuscript or match your proposal to the agent for please, please, please. Absolutely. And this one kind of goes along with it, but you know, do tailor your query letter to show that you've done your homework. And that doesn't mean just genre. That means your opening sentence shouldn't just be some formulaic thing that you've you've clearly sent it out to 20 other agents, but use those first couple of lines to be like, you know, I'm reaching out to you today because you represent X who happens to be one of my favorite authors, or I know that you've sold a lot of books in the nonfiction space. And I believe that you're career and expertise could be a perfect match for my career or something like that. Something to show 
that you really know that agent. Um, there's one agent who was like, when anyone, number one, when they spell my name right, that's a huge win. But number two, when they mention anything about dogs, because she she loves dogs and she actually has that very clearly on her website. So sometimes you can dig, not in like a creepy stalkerish way, but you can find <laughs> out some tips or some some just personal things that they like. And I mean, I guess in the age of social media, it's one easy way to kind of spy or poke around, but but just kind of see how you could connect with them right off the bat before you get into your pitch, which hopefully will also draw them in. Well, and we were, I, th- I think we, I feel like we had a conversation about something like this. I can't remember exactly when, but it's the idea of like, you're taking something that is fairly transactional at the root of it. And you're, you're, you're making a, you're making a personal connection. It's not ingratiating yourself. If you do, you know, if you're writing to an agent and you're mentioning dogs, cause you know, they love dogs or telling them that you really like, you know, their work that they've done. I tell freelance writers all the time. If you're pitching an editor, tell them stories, profiles, features that they've run that you really, you really liked. I really liked that, you know, feature about whatever. Um, it's, it's a way to make it a, a personal in- interaction and not just, Hey, can you do this for me? You know, can you, can you, can you read my proposal? Can you read my manuscript? It on the social media landscape, I I think, especially now, I, I I would think that it's potent, it's possible that agents and editors are sort of maybe looking for that. So let it set you apart. Start, start with something like that, that, that kind of sets you apart. Definitely. I agree. Yeah, all of these do sort of like fall into that. They do that category, yeah. <laughs> like being being specific about. And we, you know, we talk about this a lot. Do your homework. Do your research. Know who you're talking to. Um, and uh, you know, uh, on that note, like, do state explicitly your book title, the genre, the word count, and the query letter. All that needs to be in there. That data need, does need to be in there, uh, and 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 be specific about it. Definitely. I mean, if you're writing a novel, you should definitely know the word count of your novel. Your novel should be done. You should know your genre. You should know, you know, we we kind of do like, hey, think X meets Y, like sometimes how they do in, you know, uh, pitching for screenplays or scripts. Like you can really kind of put all of that information right there in the front So they don't have to go searching for it in a query letter. I mean, you've got to remember agents are getting hundreds of query letters that pass their desks every single week, sometimes for agents every single day. So you've got five seconds to pull them in, to give them the information that they need. And you need to make sure it's the right information. If they're, you know, again, like if this is a romance novel, I don't. I don't rep romance delete like, I mean, well, it's- and also you also brought up a good point. Um, you know, if, uh, uh, when you said that if, if you're, if you're pitching to a, a fiction agent, you got the novel should be done. Definitely know what you need to have, what supplemental materials you need to have to follow up with, depending on what you're pitching. Um, you know, uh, in, in, in freelance writing and also in, in, in publishing, uh, you may not need a full manuscript for, for fiction, for a novel, you should have the manuscript. Same goes if you're pitching like, you know, a personal essay or something to a magazine or a website, you better have that essay done uh, if you're going to pitch an editor. So this is, uh, you you really want to be clear on, on everything that you need and everything that you've got to have uh, in order to do the pitch at all, because you don't, 
You don't want to be in that position where you pitch something to some to an agent and they say, great, let me see it. And you, you know, you don't have it. That's a bad place to be in. I have made that mistake so many times oh, early on in, in my career. And, you know, I think it speaks to just being impatient and yeah. being being very excited. And I see it all the time. I mean, I, I can't tell you how many people we work with specifically who might be a little bit higher up, might be celebrity status in, in some uh, arenas and are like, uh, I've got a book. I've got the contacts like. So if I pitch it to a publisher, like they should be able to put it out in like a month. Right. Like, so that's almost the opposite problem where, yeah, you've got a book, but I'm like, no, you have to have an agent still. You have to have a book proposal. Like you have to go through the proper channels. You were never excused <laughs> from going through the proper channels. If you, if you want to play this game and you know, there are exceptions to that, of course, but making sure you are prepared and it always goes back to the work. Focus on the work first. The pitching is a totally separate process. It's a really fun process, but it can be very frustrating if you make the same mistakes over and over Definite again. cart before the horse situ yes, situation completely. potential there. Yeah. And so <laughs> that leads us into our don'ts. And some of the don'ts are, are kind of like flip the flip side <laughs> of the yeah. do's. But this one I thought was really, really great. And this one also came from an agent, but from an agent, she said, don't be deferential when you're pitching. So a lot of times, you know, as authors, we just like bow down to these agents and speak to them as if they are totally different beings than us. So you are a professional as well. If you are an author, you have written a book, your product is the one that they will be repping. So don't hold that agent up on some glorious pedestal. Just be yourself. If you're naturally funny, don't try to be like super stiff and professional or dry or, you know, again, just overly gushing about who they are. And they can sense that. And they want to see someone who does have confidence in their work and what they're bringing to the table, especially if you're in nonfiction, you know, you are the expert, you are the one that knows this material. So really make sure that comes through in your query letter. But it's interesting because like a lot of these do's and don'ts are going to be pretty black and white. Like, like you said, Rhea, it's like a lot of the don'ts are like the flip side of the do's and like knowing the what um, is so important. But I think that how, um, and, you know, referring to like the tone you strike, uh, the voice that you strike, um, uh, that's a super gray area where you're going to have to like use your best instinct and like, you know, like you said, be smart. Um, and, uh, and try to try to try to find that happy medium, try to strike that middle ground. Um, you don't have to be, you know, not being too one way or to the other. Um, and I know that it, it sounds like a little bit like, I don't know, like playing jazz or something, and maybe it is, <laughs> but, but, but you do have to like use your best sense. Like, you know, that, I think that's very important. Be human, um, be, don't be a fucking nutcase, right? Please. <laughs> oh, I had one agent say, um, one of my don'ts is don't be a serial killer. Yeah, she, yeah. she reps true crime. So she has actually gotten like 
query letters from convicted murderers oh, and from all kinds of stuff. I'm like, that sounds fascinating. Like, I, of course, I was all into it, but I would she was love like, yeah. to get a query letter from a serial from, killer. Oh, be be careful. Yeah, don't say that. <laughs> what right? you wish for. Um, you know, and speaking of that, uh, don't overly fret about the rules or the or 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 being by the book when you're creating this letter. Uh, if you take in and try to process all of the info and then and <laughs> and try to fit all of that info into the letter uh, obsessively, then it's going to be overwhelming overwhelming for the agent to read. Uh, you don't have to be, um, you know, it, it doesn't have to be insane. You don't have to be, you, you don't, they're not going to dismiss you just because you make like one single small mistake or whatever. You just, you just want to be courteous, cautious, and, and, and well-researched. Uh, you don't have to, you know, freak yourself out about it. Yeah, I mean, I think when you just Google how to write a query letter, you know, 15 million different things will pop up and you can ask 10 different writers. They're going to give you 10 different uh, ways to do it. And not one way is the complete right way, but haha, right way. Always hey. When I say that, um, but Pun but yeah, intended. I mean, just, you know, when you're especially like, I think nonfiction's easier when you're crafting a query letter. We have, you know, we usually start off with like the hook or the problem we're trying to solve. Then we give a very brief explanation of just the book, how the book's going to solve it. We can lay out a few bullet points. We talk about who the author is and it's very concise and neat and to the point and really speaks to the industry and the audience and all of that. When you're writing a novel, it's, and, and this kind of is, is a don't actually, which I'll go ahead and say now is when you're when you're trying to wrap up your novel and what it's about in a paragraph or two that can seem impossible and what i see a lot of authors do is they try to be withholding if it's a suspense novel they don't want to give away like what happens but that you have to talk about the plot and what happens especially if you then have to write a synopsis um you want to give enough information to really make sure you capture the hook of the book. Uh, but don't, don't be so withholding that you don't tell them anything that happens. Um, you have to provide the right information without your query letter being two to three pages long. You well, really want to, I've, I've seen that happen with, uh, pitches for screenplays as well, where, uh, you know, a writer will, will withhold the twist. And oh, oh, I'm yeah. like, you're, this pitch is for the people that need to know the twist. My friend, it's your, definitely it's the viewer, it's the it's the reader, it's the watcher, it's the viewer that doesn't need to know the twist. But if you're trying to sell something to someone, you have to let them look all the way under the hood. Like that's yeah, for and, sure. And and I would say, you know, this kind of goes back to a do, but make sure you know what your hook is of your book. You like practice that, write it down. I mean, I wish research. that were at- just a problem for the query letter. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, it's it's crazy. I mean, I, I just did an interview the other day and the woman was like, great. So tell us what your fourth book is about. And I was like, I don't have that hook down yet. I mean, it's not an, a book. It happened with my second book. I could not sum it up in one sentence. Uh, my first book, third book, no problem. But I've realized like, ooh, I have to be very careful when I'm crafting these books to be able to to make sure that I'm able to talk about them in a way that is really like, ooh, hooky, I want to know more. Well, and- let's be clear about that. Like, 
I, I, you know, to be clear about, about the hook, and I think this is something that's very important for your, like super important for your query letter, because a query letter is concise and structure. It, it has a structure and it should be no longer than a page. So you want to be, you want to have some uh, brevity. You want to have some brevity and, and, and a hook is that distillation and, you know, we'll talk about this more on future episodes, but is that distillation, it's it's not what your book is about. It's not the, you know, the themes. It's not, it is literally protagonist does this, is prevented by the antagonist in order to try to achieve this. Like it, it is an equation and you really need to like be able to, explain your book in that single capsule sentence. Um, Completely. Because otherwise the moment you start in with like what, what's going to sound like sort of a rambling explanation of what this book is about, people are going to tune out instantly. Oh, and I mean, I, I do that all the time. I see that done like, Oh, what's your book about? And it's like 10 minutes later, we haven't even gotten there. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Um, so, I mean, that's something that you can really practice and you should be able to practice even before you write a query letter, because you want to be able to not only write about what your book is about, but to be able to talk about it, even though, you know, Glennon Doyle said this in her recent book, Untamed, like the reason I write is so that I don't have to ever talk about what I'm writing or what I wrote about. But in this day and age, it's like, that's all you do is then market your book, talk about your book. Um, well, and to a point I get that, but sure. I also think from a, you know, this is, and this is like a conversation for another episode, but I think that it's going to, it's going to be helpful, not only for agents reading your query letter, uh, agents that you're pitching to, um, but also it's going to be helpful to you, the writer, to you, the author, uh, to be able to speak about your, your book that, that directly and concisely. Completely. Um, so next don't, don't get, well, this is, and we, we spoke about this before. Do not write a query letter that is too long. Don't write a book length query letter, one page, absolutely maximum, no longer. Yeah. And you know, sometimes that can, can stretch a little bit, especially if it's nonfiction and you have like, you're explaining the value prop that your readers are going to take away. So you have a bullet, a bulleted list or, you have a paragraph of your accolades and accomplishments. Um, sometimes it can go maybe a line or two over a page, but yeah, you really want to, you want to keep it super short. Um, and another one. And that goes for, I mean, like, you know, query letters for, for freelance writers. If you're, if you're pitching an editor that it's even, I mean, it's so much shorter, like three paragraphs, oh, maybe yeah. four to six sentences in the body. Like that is it. Get to it, get out. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's a great, it's a great exercise just for making sure that your book is, is tight. Like if you, if you can, 100%. you know what I mean? Like, cause sometimes you're like, Oh, I don't really need like 50 pages in my book or is every scene moving the story along, <laughs> you know, all of that. But, um, it does that, that kind of, that kind of length having to keep it, uh, having to write with that kind of precision is going to, is going to force you to get to the point. Definitely. Um, you know, and then yeah. one that's just so seems so insignificant, but isn't is don't address it to Mr. So-and-so if it's a Mrs. Um, or a miss or whatever. And, and then that goes along back to the do of spelling the name right. But 
I can't tell you too how many times and I've made this mistake where if you are sending a batch of query letters out, you forget to change the oh, name yeah. and because you're like copy and pasting and you know, double check, triple check <laughs> that you're you're well, sending the right thing because they're automatically gonna delete it. Also, and this goes back to research again, this goes back to just like making sure you know what you're doing, but and I don't know, you know, I can't I can't speak to the publishing industry necessarily, but in, in publications um, turnover rate is so high that you want to make sure that you have it addressed to the right person because you may be addressing it to an editor or you may be addressing it to an agent that's no longer at that agency. So have the most up-to-date information. Absolutely. Um, because we live in a, you know, it's a high turnover day and age and you don't know how, like those things can change very fast. So that's something to definitely be aware of is just make sure you check that, you know, the most up-to-date info. Absolutely. Um, because that does change all the time and, and what each of them requires. And one thing we do for our clients is, um, because yes, everybody has different requirements. Some want query letters, some want the query letter and book proposal. If you're writing fiction, some want the whole manuscript, some do not want any attachments, some want everything copy and pasted and write into the email. So we actually go through the guidelines for our clients, we draft the emails for them um, if we're not just sending the emails ourselves. And then we will send to them with who to address it to. This is exactly what you need. So it's really like plug and play and you can't mess it up at all. But it's a very overwhelming thing sometimes when you're looking at all of these different directions and everybody requires something different, which is why, again, we always say start with five. Start pitching with five. That's not too overwhelming. And if you are too overwhelmed, again, like Rhea said, we provide this service. Yes. Like, you know, it's it's a great way to, you know, uh for 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 a very reasonable price and in a in a with a, a very specific window of time, we we put all this together for you and uh can give you our our sort of our you know, our playbook so that you can then when you have to go and do it next time, then you can feel confident and independent enough to go do it on your own. Absolutely. And if if you've never written a query letter, you're sitting down to write one, we we do have a few tips for just specifics when it comes to crafting a really pitchable query letter. So one thing that you know, fiction is a little bit different and we're going to, we're going to talk about nonfiction a little bit more because that's the bulk of our clientele, but really starting off again with, with the proper address to the person, starting off with a personal sentence about why you're reaching out to them. So making that personal connection and then either pose a question or a statement of some sort. What what I usually do actually is in our book proposals, we will take the overview. So we'll take the first couple pages of the overview, copy and paste it into a Google Doc, and we actually craft the query letter from that overview. So it makes it a little bit easier to find that, you know, one bold question or one sentence hook. We very quickly then go into the audience, the problem the book is trying to solve. Audience is huge too. If it's something you haven't thought about, start thinking about it right now. Absolutely. I mean, and, and again, we've talked about it before, but not just like my book's for entrepreneurs, but maybe it's for, you know, millennial entrepreneurs or, you know, entrepreneurs who have seven figure businesses or, you know, just being very specific and showing that you've done your homework on that. Um, you're going to really want to talk about who you are, how the book's going to be laid out, 
uh, what the readers are going to get at the end of reading the book. And this is often best done in, you know, just a few little bullet points. And then take some time to explain who you are, where you've been featured. It's a it's a place to brag. Of course, you don't want to, you know, make it go on and on and on, but put your highest achievements there. Um, this isn't as important if you're a fiction writer. The author platform's not as important, but nonfiction, it definitely matters. And then on your sign-off, just making sure you have the right contact info <laughs> that you have a website, you know, the right email, just just everything just neatly packaged there so they don't have to go searching for yeah. anything. Yeah. And this structure, I'm telling you, like, you know, a pitch to an editor is not much different. Uh there really is that like um the, you know, the the that opening line of just telling them who like why you're why you're writing and proposing that problem, presenting the problem, some kind of a, the, the hook and that bold statement, something to lure them in and then presenting that problem and telling them how you're going to, you know, how you're going to solve it, what you're going to do. Um, Absolutely. And then, and, and those that it's in, in the same way that, that, you know, good writing sort of like pulls the reader in bit by bit, bit by bit. You want to, you want to do your best to lure lure the agent into the query letter to continue uh, continuing to read. Don't give them a reason to stop. Definitely. And if you want to see examples, like, yes, you can see examples online, but we actually have a PDF um, with very specific call outs and how to construct a query letter. We give examples of fiction query letters, good fiction letter or good query letters, bad query letters, uh, good nonfiction, bad nonfiction, and exactly what to do. So if you would like that PDF for free, we are happy to send it to you. All we ask in return is for you to leave us <laughs> a lovely review wherever you subscribe to podcasts. And the easiest way to get that would be to head on over to Instagram. Um, I'm at Rhea Fry, R-E-A-F-R-E-Y. DM me a screenshot of the comment you have left us, the review you've left us on our podcast, and I will send you this PDF directly. Yeah, we will do, we'll do both or either, right? So if you leave a review or you leave a comment, um, also, you know, uh, uh, like definitely subscribe and review or subscribe and comment. Um, and you can also, uh, we'll be, sort of pushing this giveaway all, uh, all week. And even on LinkedIn, if you, uh, I'll be posting this on LinkedIn. If you see it on LinkedIn, go ahead and feel free to DM me. And, uh, if you, if you provide the screenshot, we'll make sure that you, you get this PDF, this very, very choice PDF on exactly <laughs> what to do for a query letter. Well, and it's nice because, I mean, you really can kind of copy and paste and plug in your own information in there. And and once you kind of see the template and how it can work, it's very, very easy to just then know how to pitch and know how to like swap out details per project as you're working on it. I mean, we're, we're such proponents of just trying, you know, again, maybe, maybe you try one template and if you don't hear back from any agents, then it's probably your query letter. It's probably something to do with your query letter that you need to tweak. So that's a great opportunity to try something different and and then send it out again and really look at when you're not hearing back at all and when you are hearing back um, and, and make note of that. I mean, all of this is 
is kind of about strategy and doing some intel and seeing what works and seeing what doesn't. So it's it's fun and there is no one correct way to do it. But if we can help in any way, that is what we aim to do. And also recall that, you know, this is a practice like anything else. Learn, start writing one. And, you know, with each with each query letter, you're just going to get better and better. With each draft of your first query letter, you're going to get better and better. So yep. uh, accept the learning curve also, for sure. Absolutely. Or just let us help you. Hire us to help you. Yeah. <laughs> Easy. Either one. Um, thanks so much for listening, guys. Please follow Ria's Instagram. Uh, please check us out on LinkedIn, too, where we'll be uh, dropping announcements for this episode and uh, for this special giveaway in trade for a comment uh, on any one of our episodes on the Right Way Podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Thank you guys so much. See you next week. Um,